0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Novices Podcast—the first official episode. My name is Josh. I am an aspiring screenwriter.
1: Hey, guys. My name is Ezra, and I am an aspiring fantasy author.
0: And this is this is it. This is the first episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, we we were talking about this uh, for like two weeks. And yeah. just kind of just planned it out. And then I sent you the outline. And now we're actually at the recording. <laughs> I know. This is it's weird. weird. Yeah. It's it, it's honestly, I was like looking at the picture. I kept thinking like, oh, this is the thumbnail. It's so cool. And everyone's like so supportive <laughs> about it. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. oh, crap. Like we're actually doing it. Like this is it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, Obviously, you're an aspiring writer. Yeah. And uh, and I'm aspiring writer, but kind of mostly Mm -hmm. filmmaker. But I I mean, screenwriting is a huge part of filmmaking, Mm -hmm. especially. That's where the story kind of comes to play and the actual planning and the actual writing portion of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I guess what we'll uh, start with this episode is kind of talking about what got us into writing, hence why it's called Introductions. Um, All right because I mean it doesn't have to be a grant I mean I don't know if you have like a grand magnificent (laughs) crazy story of what got you into writing
1: um for me uh okay the thing that got me into writing was I loved love love reading Mm -hmm. and I know this sounds probably a little bit cliche but it's actually true because I used to get bullied a lot in elementary school mm-hmm. and reading was my only outlet from all the negativity that I was experiencing. Wow. And so as I was, as I read books, like I remember one day thinking to myself, you know what, I I want to create stuff like this. I want to create fiction. I want to create fantasy for other people that could be possibly going through another hard time or people who just find it entertaining because I did find it entertaining as well, but. That, that's what kind of got me into writing. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, wow. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. <laughs> We're learning more about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, I mean, my story isn't um, totally crazy as well. I mean, I uh, mm-hmm. it, it was more inspiring for me making films than writing, but I think mm-hmm. the biggest part about me figuring out that I wanted to create movies Um mm-hmm was f- f- learning how much I saw myself in the films I saw. I mean, Forrest Gump was the biggest one because I've always had the dream of living a great life, um, especially because uh, when I was younger, I was diagnosed with OCD, ADHD, and generalized anxiety disorder. And I remember oh. when, when I was so young, I remember thinking, wow, I'm like so different. This is totally new. I don't know what's going to happen in my life. I don't know what... I don't know how this will change it. And Mm -hmm. then seeing Forrest Gump, and it's been confirmed by the directors that he has Asperger's. um, Seeing how a man who was like me, who was just living his life and just trying to be the best person he could be, lived Mm -hmm. such an amazing life and an impactful one as well. And I was like, wow, I see myself and my fears... In this film, and then when I watched more films, the biggest one was Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Seeing the actual creativity that went, because the whole film, like it was like 1917, only that this one was much, much earlier. This one, I think, was in 2014 when it was made, and I I was just like blown away by the creativity Mm -hmm. of this film. I was like. Oh my gosh, like you can do that with just a camera. And that was, I think that was the biggest thing is just I wanted to create the stories that helped me connect with film and answered some of my fears. And I saw, hey, I have a lot of story ideas that I believe many could with. Yeah. And so that was like, that's just (laughs) like a lot of stories. (laughs) Kind of like similar to you, how you connected with your stories. And it, yeah. it was your escape um, from mm-hmm. tough moments. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, I, I oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was saying, um,
1: I like that because a lot of people, they they don't like realize that how much stories can help people and how much it can, how much people can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And they they don't realize it until like they see something or they read something and they're like, wow that really that really was that really was helpful especially because we don't know what people are going through at the time of them reading it or watching it Mm -hmm. we don't know what could be going on in their life and for them to just you know see something like that or read it and say hey that this is my answer to my problem it's it's amazing i like it like yeah
0: yeah i mean there's a, there's a s- multiple sides to every story. And I think that's also what's great about f- books and film is that we watch some of the most humanist stories mm-hmm. um, are are stories that we can connect with. I don't, I mean, you know, the movie wonder that came out in like 2017, that film was broken up into multiple perspectives of different characters that seem like oh you're such a bad guy but then was broken up into oh no you're just going through this and i think that and especially even the book wonder did the same thing or um i think that's what's also great about like books specifically is that you can break them up into non-linear stories and everyone will understand and Mm It, it teaches a lot of people to just kind of take a moment to say, "Wow, like I don't know what you're going through to be like this." Mm-hmm. And so yeah. yeah, it's very impactful. I mean, I remember, like a lot of filmmakers, I made when I was younger, so many bad videos. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> and even tried to like write the scripts like I like I thought they were written. And they were not mm-hmm. even close. No structure to it. <laughs> Things just happened. It was, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. <laughs> <It> was. <Yeah. laughs> I still have like two from when I was like, well, like 14. And I tried to make it all cool and mysterious. And I'll rewatch it now. I'm just like, oh, that's so bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the same for me. Like I have some old stories from like middle school. And at the time I was thinking, wow, this is going to be the story. This is it. But
0: now I'm like. Whoa, what were you right? No. Exactly. <laughs> I remember I was when I before I, I got into ma- like major filmmaking, when I was actually like kind of just figuring out how to tell my stories, what art suited me, I was actually thinking about being an author for a while. Wow. And I wrote a what? bunch of short stories that, like you said, I was like, Oh, this is totally it. Like this may be the book. <laughs> and reading, I'm rereading them like Okay, that doesn't make sense. Okay, that doesn't <laughs> make sense for sure. <laughs> you're your own worst critic. That's the worst mm-hmm. thing about writing. And like, especially things that you wrote when you were younger, when you had no idea what you were doing. It's yeah. so like painful to like read. And you're just like, oh, if only like <laughs> I knew what I was doing. you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I remember... The first time I really tried to make, like, anything close to film or television was mm-hmm. I was trying to make, like, a, a web series. I tried to make multiple web series when I was younger on YouTube. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I really want to do, like, a three-part web series and make it, like, a TV show. Because when I was younger, I watched more TV shows than I did films. And now I watch more films than I do TV shows. And so mm-hmm. I was writing these scripts and I kept trying to get my friends in on it and, like, some of them were willing and, like, oh, yeah, I'll help I'll act in it and all that stuff. And I just uh-huh. didn't do any authority with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was, like, the worst director when I was younger. I was, like, okay, <laughs> here's the script. It's first draft. Uh, we'll meet at this time, whatever. And then I would just not feel it that day. And I would Ooh. just be, like, um, so, guys... I think it's best if we don't do it <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: feel, though. Yeah, That's me, like... Sometimes I still struggle with that, especially when I get writer's block, and then I sit down on my computer, and I'm like, I don't want to deal with this today. I just can't, like... Like, when nothing's coming out, or, or if I've already written something. Yeah. And, then I, and, like, I'm like, does that really fit? You know, I, I'll just... I'll deal with it later. I don't think this is it. Yeah. Like, that's something that I still struggle with, but... It's funny to look back on, and I think a lot of writers out there, mm-hmm. you know, they do it the same thing, and I don't know, it's kind of like a, this might sound weird, but like a bittersweet kind of. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I mean, just the other day, in my English class, we were talking about uh, shitty first drafts, is on quote, on the, is what <laughs> we were talking about is they're saying like even great writers, Stephen King and Aaron Sorkin will write really bad first drafts. That's the whole point Mm -hmm. of a first draft is just to Mm -hmm. get the story out there. So you have, it's basically it serves like another outline after your outline is, okay, this Mm -hmm. is what it's going to look like. Now we have to polish it. And that's a good Mm -hmm. thing to be bad on your first draft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I remember there was this quote. I don't remember who said it, but it was You have, if you're willing, if you really are willing to be good at something, you have to be willing to be bad at it first. Ooh. And yeah. that, oh, that's good. Yeah, that's like the biggest lesson to learn when it comes to writing and in, in, in theater and in art. It's mm-hmm. you have to be bad at first in order to get good. That's so true. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> I never looked at it that way. Yeah. I mean, wow. Like you, you also can think there was this um I don't remember this singer talking about uh like obviously singing, but he was saying um, anyone can sing if they put in the work. No one is just born and they can sing like Whitney Houston. You have it. <laughs> I mean, it, they treat it like um, like athletes training uh, for like a, a competition. Is if you put mm-hmm. in the work, you have to develop the muscles, you have to develop the strategies. But eventually, mm-hmm. you will get there. You will see a result oh, yeah. putting in the work. And that's true with everything. Mm. That's pretty amazing. That mm-hmm. I like that. I'm going to keep that. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna take that <laughs> that's good. We use <laughs> these things to inspire us. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's like the biggest fine line when it comes to art is another one another quote is "Is what was it it was like art well, art doesn't borrow it steals and that's the biggest thing with with film is you'll see a lot of similarities between an old, old film and a new one because it oh, kind of steals yeah. quote unquote from that but yet it's still its own original story And that's Mm -hmm. the one thing I've kind of like struggled with is trying to be so (laughs) original, but then knowing nothing's original. It's just a Mm. different take on a story. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's probably what makes it also so good is that you can take those elements of a same story and shape it to something your own. to Mm -hmm. something that people can look up to and say, wow, like I really like that film or man, that really inspired me to do this yeah it definitely yeah go ahead (laughs) the
1: the same thing well kind of like the opposite for me because um i would read something and then i would try so hard to be just like that but also keeping my own originality and i'm like then i started thinking you know what no no i i can't be like that i have i I have to be original and (laughs) we're all writing trying to stick to original i wouldn't backspace 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 yeah all the time and i'm like no because they're gonna think it's like this story and they're gonna think it's like this story no i have have to be original yeah but then i would go back to trying to be exactly like that Mm -hmm. i think the answer for that is just just right like just yeah get it out and get it out to the system instead of like
0: struggling on it so far because it is just the first draft exactly first (laughs) yeah um and that's another lesson that a lot of writers, especially with um, book writing, or uh, mm-hmm. what, what do I call that? Uh, literature. I'll call it literature. Because <laughs> I don't know, book writing just seems so like <laughs> it, it's almost like calling filmmaking movie making. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to call it correctly and <laughs> pay respect to it, you know? Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like um, literature, it Editing the first draft while writing the first draft slows slows you down so much more than you think. Like I remember, I did that all the time. Like you're just saying with my old short short stories, or even like my screenplays. I still kind of do that now sometimes. But I'm. Mm -hmm. But you have to remind yourself. You just can be like, no. It's a first draft. It's not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You have time to fix it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Especially if you've gone off for writing, like, say you got busy with your personal life or work and you haven't been writing for a while, and then you come back to it and you're like, wait, I need to reread it. I need to reread it because I don't remember some of the parts. And then you see stuff and you're like, oh, I need to edit that. I need to edit that. It's like, just read through it first and then finish the story because like I said, for a stab, it's, there's supposed to be mistakes in it. Nothing is going to be perfect. In yeah. That. So that's still something I had to tell
0: myself a lot. Yeah, for sure. And um, writer's box the worst. You mentioned it earlier. Ugh. It is the Ugh. worst. I, I'm pretty sure every aspiring writer, even current writers, mm-hmm. can totally relate. It's just. Oh yeah. It makes you go, oh, why do I have any ideas? Mm-hmm. And I remember I always thought writer's block was like the, mm-hmm. the, the sign for me to say, okay, this story is not good. I'll work on another one. Mm-hmm. But it was mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman who said um, writer's block can always be overcome. Mm-hmm. You just have to push. Mm-hmm. It, it's literally a wall in your brain of ideas. And the wow. best way to do it is literally just write. Even if it's, even if you're writing a story about, like, a police chase and you write a dragon in there, like, it, once you get past that, mm-hmm. the ideas start flow, flowing, even if it's so ridiculous. It's just doing it. Yeah. My My biggest strategy of overcoming writer's block is actually stop writing. Is if I'm sitting down oh. and I'm writing a screenplay or whatever – and I'm like, total rise block, not typing anything. I go and I eat. I mm-hmm. go work out. I go take a shower, whatever. Because mm-hmm. it was this, I remember my brother's telling me about it. It's it subconsciously, the brain is always doing something creative. Like I've gotten some modes oh, in the shower or when I'm walking mm-hmm. or running or working out. And I'm just like, oh. Mm-hmm. My phone or I grab my notebook and i'll write it i'm like okay cool and i'll finish what i'm doing but then later i'll go and write it and that's to me the best way i can overcome writer's block for sure
1: wow wow for me it's like it's kind of the same way because um i recently finished writing this novel that i'm trying to get published but also i'm still in the middle of editing just haven't had the mm-hmm. time but i remember like there would be so, so many nights, late nights, even while I was in high school. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> staying up late when I shouldn't have been, sitting there with my cup of coffee. And I was like, I can't, I can't think of anything. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And I would stop writing. And my main outlet would be classical music, Ooh. opera, or something, just to, like, kind of gain inspiration, even though sometimes nothing would happen. I'm just like, you know what? Forget it. And most of the times it would happen while well, I would be in church. Like sometimes I'd be paying attention, sometimes I wouldn't. But <laughs> I would hear them say something like a word, like maybe wisdom or um, justification or something. And I'm like, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's for the next part. That's it. Exactly. And I'd just be waiting, like, I can't wait to get out of church. I'm <laughs> I have to get home. I want to get home. But yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I actually. Yeah, uh, it's funny that you said um, that you listen to music to get over it. I I get most of my ideas, no joke, from music.
1: Wow. I'll be, like, listening mm -hmm. to, like,
0: an action or, like, really dope song that I imagine, like, an action scene goes to. I'll craft that scene that's going in my head. And I'm like, okay, here's why that scene is (laughs) happening. And then I'll make the story. And I'm like, great. And Mm -hmm. then I'll write it. And then I won't touch it because I won't be able to make it. But still, <laughs> I'll be able to just like write it. This is my idea. And I want to use this song mm. in this scene. And then I'll just be like, okay, save that for later.
1: Uh, yeah, I, sometimes I would listen to epic music. Yeah. I just to kind of get that feel.
0: <laughs> epic music is epic music's great for fantasy stuff. It's so great. Like, yes. Yeah. Imagine like a battle mm-hmm. scene or even like oh, the yes. moment that the characters yes. like maybe convene like at the end or at the climax or whatever. It, it's mm-hmm. so great. Like, yeah. Epic moments. So great.
1: hmm
0: <laughs> I'm actually curious. What is your favorite? Um, or what is – I don't want to say favorite because favorite kind of implies uh, like – I don't know, favorite's just a little awkward to say about, like, writers or filmmakers. I'll say, what is, like, the author that inspired you the most? Or, like, what book, maybe what piece of work inspired you the most to start writing? (laughs) Okay. Um, I
1: don't know if you know her, but Kimmy Garcia, she wrote her, well, she wrote it with Margaret Thore, but um, Kimmy Garcia mainly sticks out to me, but they wrote the series Beautiful Creatures.
0: Oh, it sounds so familiar. I might have seen it around. I think I heard a lot of people talking about it.
1: Yeah, but that's that's the story that mainly got me into, that I knew, okay, yeah, this is it. Like, I had little dabbles before, like, uh, let me write this because I read that. But, like, that story, after reading the whole series, I was like, okay, now I know this is exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I want to write. Because I could relate to so many characters in there because at the time my family was not financially stable and there were some moments in that story where I, the characters, you know, they had nothing, but throughout the time of them having nothing, they would just, they would find a way to build themselves back up. And I was just like, wow, okay. yeah, I'm writing. Like I have to, this is it. Like, I don't know. It was just something inside of me that I knew, okay, yeah, this is it. I
0: I want to write.
1: I I have to write. Wow. That's, that's awesome.
0: I, I love, love that feeling when you just feel it like in like your heart starts pumping and like your muscles ache <laughs> and you're literally just I have to make it like I have to do this. <laughs> this is so
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I, I. I don't remember, I think it was two big, the two biggest films that inspired me like majorly, I mean, there was always that sense of inspiration and dabbling in those movies biggest okay. films that like inspire beyond belief like i want to do this was birdman mm-hmm. and nightcrawler with jake gyllenhaal um mm, and i don't think i've seen those oh it's so good and uh dan gilroy wrote the screenplay for nightcrawler he made uh velvet buzzsaw in nep on netflix um but i was blown away by both filmmaking. The originality of Birdman, mm-hmm. how it was it was like made to look like it was all one shot. I was just like blown. I was like, oh my God, it's insane. <laughs> and the Nightcrawler, the the tension and building an empathetic anti-hero. I do not even say anti-hero. He was basically the villain of his own story. Like, Whoa. it was so awesome to see. It was it was just amazing to see the process of that story unfolding and the power of of grabbing a camera and writing a screenplay is just amazing. And blew me away. I was like, "All wow. I'm making movies now. I'm just like, that's what I want to do so bad. <laughs> and I get, I still, to this day, get so like, again, muscle aching and like heart pounding, mm. excited about making films and like watching behind the scenes or even writing screenplays, like going um, to like the online, I quote unquote online classes. I actually just look up YouTube videos uh, of how to write a screenplay. <laughs> I get so excited. Cause I'm just like, ah, I'm learning. I'm getting there. It's part mm. of my journey. Yeah. And it's just, oh, I love mm. it so much.
1: Mm. Yeah, know, like I, I would do that too. Like I would see videos and stuff. And I would read, um not read, um I would hear authors read, um, what do you call it? A little a little part of their book, like a chapter or something. And because sometimes I think, okay, this has to sound beautiful. Like while I'm writing, like this has to sound extremely organic. It has to have the right um it has to have huge, huge vocabulary. Yeah. But there is this author, I can't uh, I can't remember her name, but I I believe I follow her on Instagram and she's a New York Times bestseller and she was reading a chapter out of her book, but as she was reading it, it was just kind of like, as if she was just talking to people. Like yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't something super, super out there that would make you think, oh, this is, this is, um, this is the highest you can go. Like it was just, it was normal. That's yeah. the way it It was just normal as if she was just having a conversation with you. Wow. And I was like, "Wow!" So I've been stressing for nothing. Like I could just write like that, and seeing other authors that are, that have quote unquote made it, even though we all know even the big authors still struggle with it. Yeah, but <laughs> seeing them just read a story and it not sound super complicated. Mm-hmm. It's just like, "Wow!" Like, I, okay, so I don't. I really don't need it have these huge vocabulary words that no one understands. Yeah. And <laughs> I, could just, I could just
0: write. Yeah. That's the only way I can put it. It's just write. Yeah, that was the biggest thing I struggled with when when I first started filmmaking and screenwriting was I have to make it like this. Is I have mm-hmm. to make it like Paul Thomas Anderson. I have to make it like, mm-hmm. uh, like any other major filmmaker that I can't think of right now. <laughs> I... i had to make it like them but i but then i I quickly grew out of that uh, mindset just thinking Mm -hmm. okay how do i make movies like how do how do you make people say i want to write like josh i want to write like Mm -hmm. ezra and then give Mm -hmm. them the realization like hold on how do i write it's a huge chain of events that'll lead people to Mm -hmm. be inspiring to others and will lead people to grow and will inspire people to just create. And that's when I'm, that's when I really found my own style when I started writing a lot more, when I started making a lot more short films, that was like the moment I was just like, okay, what is my style? How do Mm -hmm. I tell my story? When people watch yeah, my movie, they're yeah. like, oh, that is a Josh Abelos movie. When people read your book, <laughs> that is, oh, that is Ezra Arsenal," Like, that is mm-hmm. his story. Yeah. yeah. I think that's also what makes yeah. stories original, but yet not original, <laughs> is the minds behind yeah. them.
1: Yeah. Is
0: There original ways to tell the story, even if it wasn't original story. If you were making, mm-hmm. like, a zombie film and you decide to make it oh he wakes up from a hospital and finds out he's in a zombie apocalypse that's been done a bunch of times but, yeah. when, but let's say you decide to shoot it on homemade VHS tape then there's originality to that film and the film I'm talking about is 28 Days Later by Danny Boyle literally they shot a whole zombie film on, like, VHS tape. That's... It's really cool to watch.
1: Why, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's pretty crazy how... That's, like, the biggest thing is a lot of things that you would, you would assume matter, like... Like, I don't know if this is the same for like uh, for, like, novelists like yourself, but a lot of people will focus on, like, quality, or you need this specific tool to write, or this specific mm-hmm. tool to make. Films when literally yeah. it's as simple as use what you have, just yeah, do it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, because there's um, a book tour that I love, and she would, she still does. She reviews um fantasy books, mm-hmm. uh, realistic fiction, yeah, uh, nonfiction, but mostly fantasy. Yeah, and I remember her saying like, "Oh my gosh, I love stories where there's a whole a lot of limitations in it." And then I remember thinking, oh, I have to put I have put limitations in my book because she liked it that way. And one day she could pick it up and I want her to like it. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, I was like, you know what? No, no. Like, that's one thing I have to remember, too. It is entertainment mm-hmm. and also reading. But at the same time, I have to work to a point where I'm not trying to please others. Yeah about my work people are going to like it people are not going to like it at the end of the day does it satisfy me yeah
0: that's that's what go for yeah for sure and i think the hardest thing about creating is when you're in the middle like i just filmed a short film recently and i'm currently editing it and Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that i'm struggling with is editing the short film and then watching it and thinking like oh man like i don't know if people are gonna like this Mm because this it's a love film and most love films are pretty cheesy and the one i made is cheesy but i wanted to make how i told it original just like i said before and so i told it like through aspect ratios i told it like in the beginning it's really tight aspect ratio but then it expands by the end and it's all these subtle things that I decided to add and focus on the actual directing and cinematography, that the story kind of got compromised. And it's mm-hmm. that thing that you kind of have to accept is, it's likely the story is not bad and you're kind of just being your own worst critic. But mm-hmm. the biggest thing you have to know is, making mistakes is a great thing. Because you know mm-hmm. what not to do. It's yeah. just like what Thomas said, Edison said he says I mean he failed like I think it was like 10,000 times to make the light bulb and he says I did not fail I just learned 10,000 different ways how not to make a light bulb and -hmm. you can think of it in storytelling as well if you you made like a really cheesy or even just bad short story you think okay I know Mm -hmm. how to not tell that story let me take what I learned and fix it in the next one is that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing about creating? Is you only learn by creating, really? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that that's that's true because um, once you because re- at, at the same time, uh, at the same time of trying to satisfy yourself, you also don't want to just uh, boo the audience away. Yeah. Like if you see something not working. And even though you, like, really, really like it, you can keep it in there for your own, um for your own uh, satisfaction. Yeah. But at the same time, you also do want to please your audience. Exactly. Like, I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly, or if you get what I'm saying, but yeah. you also, you, you want to please yourself, but also please the audience. Because, Your work is for yourself, but it's also for people who will see it. Exactly. Exactly. I think there was
0: a – I don't remember if it was like a video I saw, but he was actually kind of making that same point is make sure if you're making a super artsy film, you have to remember Mm -hmm. it's meant for entertainment too, is that you have to add those elements to make sure that even if people like that slow artsy stuff – that don't be entertained mm-hmm. as well.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I could. I can't just put like. I mean, I could, but I can't just put like a fantasy short story, a fantasy novel together yeah. that has dragons who eat cotton candy or something. Because I saw another story that everyone liked it, but when I do it, and then something something goes wrong, and no one likes yeah. it. Yeah. I can't just say oh, well, I don't care if they don't like it. I'm still going to put it out there. People should like it anyway because they like that and they like that. Like, see if something's not working, try and win
0: it. With. Exactly. That's how I – that's what I have to tell myself. Yeah, and that's that's what I believe too. Mm-hmm. What is your – I'm curious because I I know I don't like to talk about favorites in terms of people, but what about, like, mm-hmm. pieces of work? What is like your favorite like book or even movie or like anything that in- that involving kind of like storytelling through writing?
1: Okay, so for me, there's three because I also do like screenwriting. Yeah, but the first one is a book. My favorite, favorite, favorite is the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. Um, the way she writes, ugh, I just I love it so much. Like. The way she builds the story and she throws twists in there that you never ever would think happened. Mm-hmm. it just it explodes your mind and allows your mind to expand and really see things the way you never seen them. Before. Yeah, Ugh, that's um, awesome. I like uh, what is it? This is a film. It's Pride and Prejudice. I don't know who wrote oh. it, but. The writing and the way um the actress uh, portrayed the story it it was oh. just it's a romance i don't know if you've seen it or I, but it, it was oh my god i read the i book. love it so much
0: yeah i read the book i didn't watch the movie i remember it has a i think it was natalie portman and javier by dem um but i remember i read the book and i was just i was blown away i would I remember a lot of people always hyped up *Pride and Prejudice as like, oh, it's just like literature. It's, it's beautiful. It's romance. And I always just thought, I was like, okay, I hope it's just not overrated because it's fancy. And then I read it. I was like, all right, this is a really good book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is yeah. genuinely really good. <laughs> and that, that's also another thing I have problems with when people recommend is that times, not all times, Sometimes they will just mm-hmm. say, Oh, it's so good. It's so amazing. Like, you love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. And I'm like, Eh, it's just not my thing. After I watch it or read it, <laughs> I'm just like, Eh, it's, it's not my yeah. thing. I, I get mm-hmm. why you like it. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the third one, oh, it's a, it's a short story. It, what is it called? They read it to us all the time in kindergarten. What was it the uh the giving i'm messing up this title horribly the giving apple tree or something oh, like I th- that
0: i think i know what oh i think i know what you're talking about it's like a it's isn't it a kid story yeah. yes yes I it think, is. yeah i know what mm-hmm. you're talking about
1: He's like because now that i'm older i see the story a different mm-hmm. way i mean i would see share you know. yeah for sure but um, I see it as that tree, like even when the tree had absolutely nothing. Yeah. I don't know if it was a she or a he, it's been so long since I've read yeah. it. But she still tried giving something to satisfy someone else, even though she was blessed with nothing. And that's, to me, that's like, whoa, Like that's mm-hmm. humility. I don't have That's, whoa, that, yeah.
0: that's empowering to me. For sure. That's what is so great about really good children's stories Mm is that you can, like, watch or read them as a child and enjoy it because it's like, oh, it's a children's story. That's so cool. But then you can look back on it when you're older and just be like, wow, that is genuinely just really Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And the biggest piece of example I could think of is Avatar Last Airbender. For sure. Oh, oh,
1: I, I remember love when it. I was
0: younger, I actually tuned in on cable the de- the like times that it would come out and watched the episodes when they came out. I oh, wow. love that show. I still love that show. I do so too. <laughs> I still watch it even today. Yeah, it, I, st- I wa- re watch it. That's like one of the few shows that I have no problem re watching at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. I. I don't
0: know what my, like that's the hardest part. is really hard to pick like favorites in terms of pieces of work, because there's so many mm-hmm. good ones out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a, a lot. There's a lot. There's <laughs> so many that just come to mind that just you go. Ah, I can't. I can't decide. Like it's. <laughs> I. I can't decide. It. There's too many good pieces of work, but. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite movie. I'm just gonna pick one from last year. How about that? <laughs> my favorite movie because right, right. I Go just my favorite movie of the last year, hands down, was Parasite. Easily. Parasite. Parasite. Um, it won best picture, best original screenplay, <laughs> best international film, and best director for the Oscars this year. It was. Whoa. Best movie. Okay. Of, like, tw- of 2019. It, it's a South Korean film, and it's on Hulu. If you if you have Hulu, I recommend you watch it. It's so unbelievably good. That is art. It is, like, the point you say, oh, art is pure art. It's <laughs> – it blew me away. I remember people were telling me about it. I, like, all my friends kept going up to me, like, Josh, have you seen Parasite? Have you seen Parasite? I was like, no, no not really. They're like, Josh – you have to watch Parasite. You would love it. It's totally <laughs> your film. I was like, okay. And then one day it came out on a on a VOD release or, or on um streaming service. I was like, okay. You know what? I watch it. And I watched it. I was like, why didn't I watch this earlier? I can't believe I missed something this amazing to watch in theaters. Yeah. Just like oh, wow, really it blew me away.
1: I think I might have to pick that one up for
0: sure. For sure. And my bo- my favorite book. I don't know. I'm not... I haven't, I haven't read as much as you, but I do read a lot. I think...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is also a book series, but my favorite of all time because me and, and my whole family read this book series. It's the Ranger's Apprentice series by John Flanagan. Oh, I think I know what that it's is. Oh, my God. It's so I think I'm good. Confused. It's good... Because of the consistency of the characters, the the likable characters itself, and the fact that you just fall in love with these characters. It's a huge character piece, Mm -hmm. franchise. The stories are fine, Mm -hmm. like the actual plot are really good, but it's the characters and how they develop. Because they start in the first book, really young kids, and grow, Mm -hmm. constantly grow up into these bigger stories and actually into adults and into warriors or or rangers or they constantly grow and it is so good. I want to, like, I, I have to find it because I, I want to reread it now that we're talking about it. <laughs> I think I know what that is. Like, when you said the name, it just sounds so familiar. Yeah, it's pretty popular. I think they're, I don't remember if they're talking about making a film out of it, but one of my dreams is to actually mm. adapt it into, into mm-hmm. a, not a film series, but I'm thinking like a TV show because oh. it's like, what was it? 14 books long. Ooh, and I was like, that, that's too long of a film series. So I'm just like, <laughs> I think a TV show would be best. And even then like mm-hmm. cut it down to like eight seasons. Cause 14 seasons, is too long of a show to go on yeah. i think a show shouldn't go mm. on for like until for like 10 seasons that's the longest i think a show, mm. tv show should go on it's it becomes too much to like keep track of after like 10 seasons it's unless the show is really good like friends then it's just you remember everything but mm-hmm. otherwise i think it's just hard
1: I think Supernatural has,
0: like, what, 13 seasons? It, or it's like on that. season 16. When, like, it's less. Ooh. It's... it's uh, I, I, I mean, it was good in the first... Well, I mean, I haven't watched the whole thing, but first season's mm-hmm. good. And from what I'm hearing, it's just kind of going downhill and very repetitive. Ooh. And they're apparently they're ending it, I think, on season 16, so... Oh, jeez, that is... That, that is just <laughs> too long. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine binging that? Like, I would. Ooh. And hey, by the way, it's not how long would that? Take? It's not like, like oh, it's like thirteen episodes. It's like twenty-five episodes a season. Every season. Every season. It's like, yeah. <sighs> I'm gonna have to
1: say that I wouldn't. Whoa, that's. That's a long time. That's like me trying to read a
0: hundred books a day. Exactly. Like I wouldn't be able to do that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I couldn't. I can't believe that it's gone on that long. Man. Well, I think that's just about it for this episode. You have any other thoughts that you want to kind of express?
1: Um. I would have to say, whoever's listening to this, if you're a writer, just don't stress too much over it, honestly. Just just write. Just put your finger to the keyboard, or if you prefer handwriting, just get it out your system. You'll feel a lot
0: better. And I think another thing I would say is don't put yourself down if you, yes. if you haven't created in like a month month or even a year but you're still learning mm-hmm. in your own way mm-hmm. still in the loop. creating it's just a little slow don't put yourself down mm-hmm. just do it yeah. little by little and eventually you'll be getting there so and by the way we're still amateur writers, me and as <laughs> like the Oh these yes. are things that we Def- have to, that we have definitely <laughs> still definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. and in all honesty it's it's tough it, it's competitive and, and it it's it takes a mental toll on people for sure but
1: <laughs>
0: Tell when me. The, yeah when the passion is there mhm you will accomplish anything. Oh, yeah. sure it's yeah. uh, it sounds corny but it, it's true it's very true <laughs> yeah passion is the key yeah all right i think that does it for about our first episode yay Woo-hoo! i'm proud of us <laughs> i'm proud of all of us i know all right that was fun. That was fun. We're definitely going to do this a bit more often. I hope so. <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. And we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope you found something that I don't know. Maybe you just saw a little bit of connection in this podcast because we definitely do hope to do a bit more in this podcast. And we are definitely hoping to improve because. <laughs> <laughs> it's been our—it's our first episode. We're—we're we're learning still, just oh, like yeah. anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. All right. My name is Josh.
1: I am Ezra. I thank you for
0: listening to the Nauplius.